Hey there, Blessed Mama. We are here to help you, the working mom, manage your personal and professional life without losing your mind. This is a podcast for you. I'm Blair Critch, and I went from a teacher to a stay-at-home to a seven-figure online business owner. And listen, that didn't happen overnight. It happened after we actually hit rock bottom. Bankruptcy that shook us. Then to find out my husband had an addiction problem, I decided that day I would grow and learn how to build a flexible business of freedom. Now today, I'm passionate about teaching other women the exact same thing through systems and strategies full of faith, fun, and drive. What is up? I am Kelly Hoover, retired corporate pharmaceutical rep to network marketing millionaire and small business owner. After recovering from a brain tumor, I knew I wanted to go after my dreams and make life happen. You know, quit waiting around for the perfect time. So I learned social media and how to master my time, and then the magic really started happening. If you are looking to create connections and own your time management skills, then this is the place for you. Let's do it. Welcome to today's podcast with Blessed Mama Bosses. It is all about the top secret, how to change your kid's attitude. Are you ready? Well, we cannot wait to be with you today. And first, if you're new to Blessed Mama Bosses podcast, we do something fun at the beginning of every single episode. That's right. Kelly and I love to do a little K&B real talk. It's just a fun two-minute time for some girl talk and to ask each other some questions so you can get to know us better and we can get to know you better. So Kelly, are you ready for today's question? I suppose so. <laughs> She's a little nervous. All right. Well, I figured since we were talking about changing kids' attitudes today, we should talk about how we were when we were a teenager. So what was the worst thing that you ever did or maybe got caught doing as a teenager? Oh my gosh. I hope that my kids don't listen to this. Um, (laughs) Okay. Wow. I will say I was a pretty rebellious teenager. Um, I, mm, the worst thing I ever did. Okay. The worst thing I ever did. I'm sure my parents would agree with this and they do listen to our podcast. So they'll probably laugh. Um, The worst thing I ever did was skip school. Um, and I got caught literally pulling out of the schoolyard. I remember pulling out and my, we had like, we, I went to a huge high school and we had six different principals and assistant principals and two of them lived were neighbors of ours. And I remember my dad literally calling me and saying, you're, why are you skipping school? And I was driving out of the school. The actual principal called my father at his job. And he was an entrepreneur, worked for himself, called him and said, your daughter is leaving school right now. And so my dad, I had, I had borrowed back then. We didn't have cell phones, right? But we had those old school, like bag phones. And my dad had one for some reason. I had it in my car that day and he called me and the phone rang. And what did I do? I mean, I'm skipping school and breaking the rules. I picked up the phone and I said, hello, like, where am I supposed to be right now? We're all so dumb. (laughs) So dumb, so dumb. And he was like, you need to get back to school. And I hung up on him. <laughs> I know it was so bad. I'm, I, I'm so remorseful for that. But yeah, that was definitely, I got in a significant amount of trouble and um, never skipped school again. Do what? Was it worth it? Did you at least have like the most amazing day ever? Was it like Ferris Bueller's day? I had an incredible day. I did. Ha- I went to a concert. <laughs> I had a great day, but it was not worth the worry I gave my parents. And um, I got in a lot of trouble. I was, I, n- I never broke a rule like that again. 
Oh my gosh. What about you? Tell me about you. I tell your kids that story. You should watch Ferris Bueller with them. Make sure they're little. (laughs) So true. Um, So for me, you know what? This is hilarious. I was very naughty. I had a lot of fun in high school and in college, and I never got caught. So I really have no major. I was really good at pretending to be somebody I wasn't, which is why in our family and in our home, we are so, you know, focused on our kids' heart. And so I'm so excited you guys are tuning in for this today because I have read a lot of books. I listen to a lot of podcasts because I just hope that my kid's heart is what's most important to me. And I definitely, you know, had a hardened heart for sure. And I, I never skipped school, Kelly, but I definitely went to school after some morning drinking and uh, some things like that. So I was definitely uh, naughty. I did a lot of staying out uh, at other people's places where my parents thought I was staying somewhere else, those kind of things. I think I even went to visit my ex-boyfriend. He was my boyfriend at the time. He had just gone to Auburn. He was a year older than me. And I went to visit him one weekend and like totally told my parents I was staying with one of my friends and they never even, Oh my gosh. Never even checked. So like I am laser focused on my kids. Like your boys are never getting away with anything. (laughs) All right, let's get started. I know you guys are here to hear all about how you can change your kids attitudes today. And listen, we've read books, we've read articles, et cetera. And you, and maybe you still are left frustrated and annoyed. You wish you could just go out and simply find the easy way to get your kid's attitude to be better. I mean, couldn't we like just help give them the attitude that we want, right? But here's the thing. They have attitude. They all have attitude. It's not just your kids. And I hate that saying, well, kids will be kids or that's just what kids do. That's not the answer, guys. So today, let's talk about six different ways to help your kids with their attitude, which yes, in return helps you but also set them up for real life. They cannot throw attitude at friends and expect them to want to hang out with them anymore. They can't throw attitude at their boss or their professors and expect to get anywhere in life. So today we're going to share with you six tips, six tips that we compiled from personal experience, from reading books on parenting, from reading articles like Psychology Today and other articles as well as the Bible. So I love this quote by Scott Terensky and Joanne Miller from the book, Good and Angry. It says, attitudes are windows into a child's heart. If you help your children learn to adjust attitudes, they will have the skills necessary to develop healthy perspectives about life's challenges and struggles as they get older. Isn't that what we want? We really just want them to be good humans and to be able to go out into the world and be great people and do great things. So the attitude that they're throwing at you right now doesn't help them to do that. So it's not just about you. It's about helping shape them for their future. Now, the Bible is super clear on this as well, that we are the parent, not the friend. Children, obey your mom and dad is a commandment. But let's dive a little bit deeper. Yes, I love this. So the very first thing, and it's so funny that I am sharing the very first tip today because we just had a podcast come out this morning, the day we're recording this, about morning routines. And I actually went on my Instagram stories on Blessed Mama Bosses as well and talked about this. And it's morning routine. So tip number one is, do you have a moment where you are all together in quiet? Do do you, Are you a believer? And if you are, are you in the word with your kids? Are you reading a page or doing a devotion together? There is an incredible book that we highly recommend called Seven Habits of a Highly Effective Teens. You can read that before school or talk about kindness and compassion. 
Here's the cool thing about morning routines is you are never too young to start them. I know it was something that I saw my parents do. We didn't necessarily identify as calling it a morning routine, but they had a routine that they did. But I never was a morning person. And you can truly develop yourself into becoming this. But pass it on to your kids and starting your kids up, even if it is the same exact thing, like eating breakfast together, doing a devotion together, writing, praying together, gratitude journals, anything like that. But it's something... And it really puts them a focus on what is important in that moment. Um, I know this is something that my kids have developed during COVID. So thank you, COVID, for this. We have a solid morning routine. And it's so cool to look at what they write that they're grateful for and to hear them pray. Um, It's so consistent. And Blair, you'll find this so sweet. It is two things my kids pray about every single morning, not prompted. And you are one of them. Um, I I know. Every single morning, they pray specifically for that cancer is leaving your body in February, and it's just so sweet. I don't even think that they realize they're so consistent about it, but every single morning. And that is incredible to have their start their day in the word, in prayer, finding something they're grateful for before they talk to their friends, before they go to school. So listen, regardless of how busy your mornings are, I want you to think. You can do this for 10 minutes. You can do this. And yes, it may mean you getting up a little early or getting your kids up a little early, but imagine not yelling in the morning. Imagine not being late in the morning and starting in the quiet and peaceful. Imagine what a gift that is for your kid's attitude. Such a gift. And not only that, like, I mean, I started to get teary eyed when you said that about your girls, Kelly, because what she's teaching them is compassion. And there's no better way to teach compassion than them thinking about those prayer requests every day. So The morning routine is essential, but also adding to the morning routine and doing this morning and evening. You can do this even when your kids are starting from two years old and up, okay? I can tell you from all the psychology books that I've read and things like that, two years old and up is perfect for starting gratitude. So you want to make sure that you have your kids. And and when they're younger and they can't write for themselves, you write it. Honey, what are you happy and grateful for this morning? Starting with maybe one or two in the morning, one or two in the evening. As they get to the tween and teen age, you should be having them write five in the morning, five things they're grateful for, and five things in the evening. What does that do? It changes your perspective. If your kids are writing those every single morning, not only do you get a glimpse into what's going on in their life, but they are changing their own attitude in their brain by focusing on positive things that are happening in their life instead of the negative right? It's so easy to get caught up in the pressures of social media, of life, of friends, of school, of sports. But instead, you're changing their perspective to see things as being grateful for them. The third tip that we have for you today is identifying emotions. Now, this is something that you yourself may need to work on, but helping your child express what their emotions, how they identify their feelings, and choosing the words carefully when they're frustrated, instead of making demands. How many times does your kid wake wake up or during the day and they're frustrated with something and the demands come out, right? Or they say something specific. I mean, it happens on a daily basis in most homes, right? It's okay, like verbalize it to them and say, it's okay to tell me how you feel, but you need to speak with respect. Even if you're upset, try and take a deep breath and to stay calm. It's so simple to do that, but we also have to show them how to do that as well. So make sure that you are thinking, like when you get frustrated, when you get upset, 
you need to respond in the exact same way that you want your child to respond. So it doesn't matter their age. You can really help them in that moment, identify their feelings, be able to verbalize it, but in a calm manner. That is so true. And if you think about it as well, if this is a skill that you're preparing them for, for the rest of their life, right? They can't react to their teachers or their professors or their bosses, right? Or even in marriage, like we are preparing our little humans to be married to somebody else one day. And these are huge skills that you're giving them by teaching them this. And listen, we all get frustrated sometimes, mamas. We all snap at our husbands or our kids. I get it. But going back and showing them, hey, you know what? I didn't mean to snap at you that way this morning. I just got really frustrated because of X, Y, Z. And what I should have said is this. What are we teaching them? We're not teaching them that we are somehow bad parents. What we're teaching them is the correct way to go back and accept responsibility. So I love that. It's something that most of us, our parents did not do growing up, right? But we can change the way we do that. Kelly? I love that you brought that up because that happened to me yesterday. I (laughs) yelled at my kids about something that they didn't deserve to be yelled at. And I went back and I individually told them that that was wrong of me to speak that way. Here's how I should have handled it. And I apologized. And I think that we need to do that because it teaches them that when, yes, you're going to make mistakes and you're going to say things when you're stressed or when you're frustrated about something, but realizing it and going backwards is so key. So I'm so glad that, because that literally just happened to me yesterday. So funny. All right. And the next one is look at your own behavior. So number four is look at your own behavior. You are your child's first and most influential teacher. It's really what we were just sharing, right? So if your own attitude toward life is negative, your child's will be too. So how do you respond in a frustrating situation? How do you treat your friends, your loved ones, or service workers? When you are at a store and somebody is you know, not doing what they're supposed to be doing, are you yelling at that clerk? If somebody cuts you off in traffic, are you flicking them off? Uh, be honest, right? Your kids are watching every single thing you do and how you respond. So think about that. What is your reaction if you feel a situation is unfair? Your child absorbs it. You are their mirror. The behavior that you are doing, you are teaching him or her to do the exact same thing. You can't say, do this, but don't don't do what I do. It's not going to work. They are literally watching every single thing you do. And this one is huge because I've seen some really bad behavior online, out in public, during COVID, during elections. Be honest with yourself. If you think your kids aren't seeing your social media, you are sorely mistaken. They are. So be careful what you allow yourself to post and be engaged in. Be careful how you talk about other adults in front of them. Are you making fun of other families? Are you putting down the way other moms do things? Are you talking about other kids' parents or teachers or coaches in front of your kids? You know, then you're teaching them it's okay to talk bad about people. That's the truth. So be careful. If you want to change your kid's attitude, look at your own behavior. What's tip number five, Kelly? So understanding their developmental stages. Here's the thing. Attitude problems signify challenges your child is facing. How are they handling it? There's so many unique dimensions with each stage going from infancy to adulthood. So really understanding the child's age and and what they're facing. So toddlers and young children They display attitude problems like they're testing your reactions to learn the boundaries just for simple, proper behavior. So ensure that you are an attentive parent. You are there. You're fully engaged with your children when they're playing. Positive play. And I promise 
that they will, they will not, they're going to provoke maybe some anger or push certain things, but they're doing it to get your attention. So realize that, you know, being fully engaged with them, especially at that young age, children in elementary years, they're old enough to learn from their consequences. So yes, you can start to to implement some of those things, they're increasingly influenced by the their friends' behavior. I mean, this starts as early as elementary and their their playmates. So you have to sort of start thinking about that. They're also a good time for elementary ages to start really setting rules for appropriate behavior from adults and around adults. So if you're in a setting and you're you have adults around, like teaching them how to greet people, teaching them how they behave, they don't throw a fit, these sort of things. These are things that elementary age children should be learning. And then as your kids are getting into the tween and the teens, they're really starting to develop the individuality of who they are. They're developing their own unique identity. And that's so important. But here's the thing, the role that you help them in between this stage with clear expectations, respect, Really, truly, their personal attention, you still need to be able to provide that, but it is so incredibly key. But oftentimes when they get to that tween and teen ages, you really have to like be there. I remember my mom saying so much, your children really need you to be present, home and present with them in their tweens and their teens, not as much when they're babies. So I know for me personally, I I did you know, have a lot of mom guilt because I was in pharma. I wasn't around a lot when my kids were young and babies. And, you know, I'm like, oh, I missed out on so much. But the reality is, is I'm so grateful because when they're tweens and they're teens, that's when they really need us guiding them. They need us there. They need us guiding their activities. And I love, I will tell you, regardless of where your relationship is with your child at this moment, it can be improved. I know my oldest daughter and I, we are very open about our relationship. We have worked very, very hard on our relationship. Our personalities um, definitely like, you know, uh, they, they knock each other. We're very similar, but we've worked very hard and we've been open about that. And now she comes to me about so many things because she knows I'm not judging her, but she also knows I'm going to help give her guidance as to how I would handle a situation when I was her age. I love that you brought that up. It's so important, especially because right now I have teenagers. It's so important that you are, you're just around. You have no idea. It's like a random moment. They'll start talking about something and you want to catch any of those you can because you're preparing them to go off on their own and be good humans. And so I love that you said that Kelly, because it is so true that you want to be able to listen and not always correct them, but instead guide them. So tip number six for changing your child's attitude is be careful what you say to your child and what you put in their ear. This is kind of reiterating a lot of what we already said, but yes, you are the one who may be making them have a bad attitude. Oof, that's a hard one to swallow, isn't it? But if you always say you are great at English, but you're not so great at math, when they get mad at math, they say, well, I'm not good at it. And you kind of put that in their head. So if you say things like that, like things like, oh, that teacher's not really good at their job, you're enabling them with excuses. You're enabling them to throw that attitude. What about Susie's not really good at sports, but she's a great artist. It sounds okay, right? No, you're saying that she always has a reason to complain or groan about getting active. So instead of putting labels on our children and saying things like that, be very careful with what you say. You can encourage them in something you think they're great at, like Susie, 
you are so great at being an artist. I love how your creativity shows through the paintings that you do. You can say things like that, but you don't need to say the negative part. But and isn't it amazing that you're so great at art and you don't even have to worry about sports like the rest of your friends. I mean, you're just really great at art. No, don't say that because you're allowing them to believe that they have a reason to complain or throw attitude or not be part of something. So instead, be careful what you say to your children and what you put in their ear and watch for those negative things about teachers, about authority, about certain subjects, about anything. Be very careful what you say. So I hope these six tips are very helpful for you guys today. We'd love to hear which ones were most helpful for you or which ones were kind of an aha moment for you or anything that you do that helps your kids to not throw attitude. Drop us a message on Instagram at blessmamabosses underscore or Facebook at blessmamabosses. Or you know you can even reach us on our email at blessmamabosses at gmail.com. Yes, I loved these tips and they're such a great reminder. This is definitely a podcast I personally will come back and listen to. And so all of our mama friends, anyone that you have that you know as a mama that you know is going through or has children, share this podcast with them. This is exactly how we are trying to spread the message. And on Fridays, we really do share a lot about family, about faith, and really just growing in your own personal journey. So share this. If you have not given a rate or review, we would love to do that. We love reading your reviews. And even if you reviewed at the very beginning, we would love to hear what you think about this specific podcast. We just love it. We'll feature you on our Instagram and on our Facebook. So make sure you tag us and invite others. Share this podcast with others, especially if you think that this one will help. And also, if you have not heard, we are so excited. We have recently launched the Network Marketing Accelerator. And why are we excited? Because the reviews that are coming back from people who are in the course are incredible. So who is this for? This is for someone who is trying to scale their network marketing business to six figures and beyond right now, this year, right in this moment, okay? You can work directly. You can work on your own within this course. So you go at your own pace, you can review things, and it's meant for you to take your business and scale it. So we are here to help you answer any sort of questions, but you can find it at www.networkmarketingaccelerate.com. Of course, ask us any questions. You can drop into our inbox and we'll see you on next episode of Blessed Mama Bosses podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and want to hang out with us more. Join us inside our Facebook community. You can find us at www.blessedmamabossesgroup.com. We'll see you inside.